Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 50 The Prophet's Illness and Death After the revelation of the verse, Today I have perfected your religion for you, completed my blessing upon you, and chosen as your religion Islam. And after the Prophet's sermon at the farewell pilgrimage, it became clear that Muhammad's prophetic mission and life were coming to a close. This meant that the Prophet's death hour was near, which was announced in the Quranic Surah 110. Help! When God's help comes, and He opens up your way, Prophet, when you see people embracing God's faith in crowds, celebrate the praise of your Lord and ask His forgiveness. He is always ready to accept repentance. This short surah was among the last revelations that were sent down to the Prophet, peace be upon him. After he had performed the pilgrimage, the Prophet, peace be upon him, returned to Medina, where he spent the remaining part of the month of Zulhijjah and the month of Muharram and Safar, and he then ordered that a military expedition to Syria, al-Sham, be prepared. He appointed young Usama ibn Zayd, freedman Zayd ibn Harithas, son, as the commander. That was the last campaign that God's messenger undertook with the goal of spreading and protecting Islam and foiling enemies' claims against the young state. The Prophet entrusted the command to Usama, who was younger than twenty. At the time yet under his banner stood the eldest emigrants and Ansar, such as Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, and others, who had embraced Islam at its very dawn, made immeasurable sacrifice for it, and were older and more prominent than Usama. In this lies a most important lesson. Duties should be delegated to the most competent ones, irrespective of their age or social class. Also, the consent of these great men, unique in history, to follow the command of the young Usama is an indication of the spiritual and moral purification and transformation that these men experienced owing to Prophet Muhammad his guidance, education, and spiritual care. While the troops were getting ready at the outskirts of Medina, the Prophet fell gravely ill. The army postponed its movement, waiting for the Prophet's recovery and instructions from him. However, several days later, the Messenger of God, peace be upon him, passed away. The biographers recorded. The Prophet's illness began in late Safar, or early Rabiul Awal, the eleventh month of Enoahidrai. One evening, in the small hours, the Prophet went to Medina's al-Baqiyah cemetery in the company of Abu Muwaykib, and there prayed to God to forgive the companions buried there. He then said, O Abu Muwaykib, I have been offered the keys of all treasures of this world and immortality in it, followed by paradise, and I have been given a choice between that and meeting my Lord and entering paradise. 
O messenger of God, you who are dearer to me than my father and mother, said Abu Muwaihib, take the keys of the treasures of this world and immortality therein followed by paradise. No, by God, Abu Muwaihib, he answered, I have already chosen the meeting with my Lord and paradise. When he returned home, he started feeling pain, which marked the beginning of the illness, from which he never recovered. Aisha recounted, When the messenger of God returned from Al-Baqi, he found me with a strong headache. My head aches so much, I told him, and he answered, No, Aisha, I should say that. My head aches far more. The Prophet's health rapidly deteriorated, and one day, when he was at Maimuna's home, he summoned his wives and asked them to allow him to stay at Aisha's home during his illness. They allowed it, and the Prophet, wearing a headband, moved their stumbling, and leaning on his two cousins, Fadl ibn Abbas and Ali ibn Abi Talib, Aisha said, during his terminal illness, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would tell me, Aisha, I still feel the pain from the food I ate at Hyber. Even now, I feel my artery tearing apart from that poison. The Prophet was ill for thirteen or fourteen days. Although ill, he led the people in ritual prayers. On Wednesday, five days before his death, the fever spread all over his body, and the pain increased. The Prophet, peace be upon him, started feeling dizzy. He ordered that seven skins of water from different wells be brought to him. They seated him in a tub and poured the water over him, after which he felt relief. He came to the mosque with a headband and preached. He warned the congregation against his grave, becoming an object of worship, and said that the Jews and the Christians were cursed because they took the graves of their prophets for houses of worship. Then he asked the congregation for forgiveness. That and the following day he led the prayers. The last prayer he prayed in congregation was the sunset prayer on Thursday, four days before his death. As usual, at the sunset prayer, he recited Surah 77, sent forth. When he wanted to go to the night prayer, he was so feeble that he fell, so he ordered Abu Bakr to lead the congregation in prayer. Abu Bakr led seventeen prayers as an imam while the Prophet was alive. On Sunday, just one day before his death, the Prophet, peace be upon him, manumitted his slaves and divided the last seven dinars he possessed. He gave his weapons as a present to the Muslims. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu transmits that while the Muslims prayed behind Abu Bakr at dawn on Monday, the Prophet peace be upon him raised the certain from the door of Aisha's home and watched them pray aligned in rows. He smiled, and the congregation almost interrupted the prayer delighted to see him standing. He motioned them to finish the prayer entered the room and drew the certain 
dawn. He did not live to see the next rare time. He smiled out of satisfaction that they prayed in congregation. Later that morning, the Prophet, peace be upon him, summoned his daughter Fatima, radiallahu anha, and whispered something to her ear, to which she burst into tears. He then whispered again, and she smiled. She later said that the Prophet had told her that he would soon pass away, so she cried. But then he told her that she would be the first of his family to join him in the hereafter, that is, that she would die soon after him, and then she smiled. The Prophet then asked for his grandsons, Hassan and Hussein, to come to him, kissed them, and recommended that they be looked after. He then summoned his wives, preached to them, and reminded them of their duties. The pain grew stronger. The last message of the Messenger of God was, As-Salah, As-Salah, wa ma malakat aymanukum. Prayer, observe the prayer, and treat the ones in your possession fairly. The Messenger of God, peace be upon him, passed away before noon on Monday, the twelfth of Rabiul Awwal, the eleventh year of Enoah Hijrai, the eighth of June, 632 CE. At the day of his death, the Prophet was sixty-three lunar years and four days old. The companions were devastated at the news of the Prophet's death. In the beginning, they were shocked and could not believe it was true. Umar ibn al-Khattab even drew his sword out, threatening to strike anyone who would say that the Prophet had died. Describing the situation after the news of the Prophet's death spread around, the biographers assert that Medina looked as if it had been struck by an earthquake. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was the only one who acted with composure in that situation. He entered the room where the dead prophet, peace be upon him, lay covered on the bed, kissed him, and said, O messenger of God, you are dearer to me than my father and mother. How beautiful you are in life and in death. You have tasted the death that God Almighty ordained for you, and no other death shall ever befall you. Pray for us with your Lord, O Messenger of God. He then stepped in front of the people and told them, O people, whosoever has worshipped Muhammad, he should know that Muhammad is dead. But whosoever has worshipped God, he should know that God is alive and immortal. He then recited the following words of the Qur'an. Muhammad is only a messenger before whom many messengers have been and gone. If he died or was killed, would you revert to your old ways? If anyone did so, he would not harm God in the least. God will reward the grateful. The third chapter, verse 144. 
When they heard these words, the companions pulled themselves together, and it was as if they had never heard it before. Abu Huraira narrates, Umar said, By God, when I heard Abu Bakr reciting these words, I was so shocked that I fell on the ground. My legs would no longer carry me, and I realized that the messenger of God had died. Abu Bakr's conduct in that difficult situation shows the strength of his character and his presence of mind, which together with his many other merits, made him the best choice for the first caliph. Soon after the Prophet's death, Abu Bakr was elected the caliph or the successor of the Prophet. On Tuesday, the Prophet's blessed body was washed by his uncle Abbas, Ali, Abbas, sons, Kusam, and Fadl, the Prophet's freedmen Shukran, Usama ibn Zaid, and Aus ibn Hawli. They then wrapped the body in a three-piece white burial shroud. They had a dilemma as to where to bury God's messenger. Abu Bakr said, I heard the messenger of God, peace be upon him, say, Every prophet was buried at the place where he died. They then moved the bed in which the prophet, peace be upon him, had died, and dug out a grave in the floor underneath. The people then entered the room in groups of ten and prayed the funeral prayer. When the men finished, the women entered, and after them the children came. Nobody led them in that funeral prayer, so they all prayed individually, which made the funeral rite quite long. The messenger of God, peace be upon him, was buried on Tuesday night. He was laid in the grave by Ali ibn Abi Talib. Abbas, sons Fadl and Kusam, Shukran and Aus ibn Hawli. To God we belong, and to Him we shall return. And may the peace and blessings of God be upon the Master of all men, Muhammad. O God, please allow your favorite Muhammad, peace be upon him, to intercede for us. O God, Please resurrect us in his group and under his standard. Lead us to his well and allow us to drink from his blessed hand. O oh God, since we were deprived of his company in this world, please do not deprive us of his company in the hereafter. O oh God, please accept our invocation. Please accept it and let our last supplication be. Praise be to God, the Lord of the worlds.